This is Trigger Point, episode 23. My name's Serena, and sitting across from me is my co-host, Peter. Hello, Peter. Hello, everyone. So this is uh, a different episode than normal. It might be a little bit more echoey. <laughs> because we're recording at my house today. Whoa. Because Peter said that his house is a mess and that if I go in there, if things will fall on me and bury me. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of like, not only work stuff, but like I'm also doing like my law thing at the moment. So I have like client files like everywhere in my house. I have like things like flying around, contracts like left, right and center. So <laughs> it, it's not, it's not pretty, my place. <laughs> okay. And you also have your ski stuff out? I'm oh yeah, exactly. Because I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to snowboarding next week. So I've got all my ski gear out and yeah, still need to work on that. Yeah, so my house is not really habitable by anyone except for me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I should also say in advance, because by the time this episode is out, it's probably um, uh, valid. Happy birthday, Peter. Oh, uh, yeah, thank you. It's <laughs> your birthday next week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, if you ever listen back to these episodes. <laughs> you don't, do you? Because you don't like the sound of your own voice, you said. Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> hate listening to my voice. I the only time I remember I have to actually listen to my voice was when I had to do uh year 12 uh, English in in uni didn't you do that radio recording thing because I remember we went to a Chinese radio station thing to record no. that wasn't you no oh, my memory's really terrible goldfish <laughs> not that that's anything new <laughs> But there's another reason why we're recording at my house, isn't there? Yes! Because we're going to play Gloomhaven after this. Woohoo! <laughs> so this episode might be a bit short. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the, the, box of Glo- the Gloomhaven box is actually right next to me in my seat, but it's buried <laughs> under all my stuff, so Peter can't actually really see it. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let, let's, let's not get distracted yeah. by Gloomhaven. Although we're well, actually going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just you know, very quick follow up. Um, the uh, Gloomhaven folded space inserts. Uh, did I talk about it last week? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it arrived. Yep. Um, it's supposed to help uh, organize all the Gloomhaven bits and pieces. Mm. You'll get to let, see it later. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm actually really interested because because um, obviously my friend has a, has a version of it, but he doesn't have those organizations so, so he has his own way of making things all fit yeah and it's really interesting it's like watching him play tetris like putting certain it things still together. is kind of tetris um, of this I, I i'm just interested in see how different it is so but anyway yeah yeah but like essentially it came um in slabs of foam that's mm. been pre like has the stuff pre-cut so yeah. i had to pop them out and then i had to glue them together mm-hmm. Because this 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 is not they don't just put it's like a jigsaw puzzle kind of thing, mm. but you have to glue them, and I spent two days gluing them because you got to wait for them to dry mm. and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and Andrew was looking at me and he's like, "If you like this, I really enjoyed it at the start, like putting this stuff together." Yeah. He's like, "Well, if you like doing it, why don't you do like models and stuff, like yeah. you know, cr- yeah, yeah, build yeah, yeah, models." Yeah. I'm like, "Well, there's a big difference. When you build models, you have to find a place to put them, and yeah. then all they do is gather dust, yeah. right? I'm doing this. I'm actually getting used to stuff that I just made, so." Yeah. There's a sense of satisfaction, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, they're not pretty. Like, as in, like, with a model, you look at it and you're like, oh, Ooh, pretty. pretty, right? <laughs> this is like, oh, you just made a series of boxes. Well, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. you know, whatever. I still made it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll get to play that in a while. And yes. we can talk about that, well, I guess next month. Maybe. Like next episode when, you know, 
because we haven't played. We yeah, can't talk true. About it. Yeah. Well, I have. Well, I have. Yeah, just not with played, you. Not yeah, with we you. just haven't played Gloomhaven together. together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, which again links on to our next episode. We, yes. we were saying we're talking about next episode. We'll link on to our next topic. Yeah. yeah. Um, our next episode will be our twenty fourth episode. Ding 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 ding. Which would mean it's two us. years. Yeah. Two years anniversary. Yes. Didn't think we'd actually last this long. <laughs> I know. I, I seriously thought like seven episodes would be where we will end. Like, yeah. I think I've mentioned this a few times already. I didn't. I really didn't think you'd be able to continue doing this. You'd be like, oh, screw it. I'm I'm bored. That's it. I'm done. Hey, I'm I'm pretty dedicated to stuff once I get going. Usually, I am. Stop giving me that look. But the only thing that I. Okay, I, I, I'm dedicated. I spent six years doing my part-time degree. Okay, <laughs> no, yes, yes, fair enough. But the only things I've ever done with you was what karaoke and board games. Yeah, true. Right, and that's not a lot to base on <laughs> to like whether you could like do it because of the fact that you're doing like your degree and you're so busy. You're so busy <laughs> that you know this is not just you know you get together once a month to talk on the on, on a podcast you actually have to read a book or, or watch a tv series or something right that's the part where i feel like you'd have trouble <laughs> to be fair it has it has you know gotten me in trouble a few times <laughs> which is why we're doing binti this week i can do like within like within like half a day it was like yes <laughs> it was it was short though right like oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. Literally half a day, and it was like, oh, okay, I'm done. Yes, yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> like it was even less for me because it was an auto book, right? Like it was like two hours. Yeah. That was, yeah. Oh, by the way, it's raining right now, so you might hear like pitter patter from the roof and stuff. I don't uh, know if we'll pick it up though. I don't know. I don't know. Right now, my it just sounds really loud on my end. I was like, oh, there's a lot of rain. <laughs> These headphones I'm using right now because you know we're recording at my house, so the setup is slightly different. Mm. I can't hear anything outside of what we're recording right now. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, oh, one other thing you really wanted to talk about. You want to lord over everyone. I don't, no, 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 no. No. I'm not lording over anyone. No. Stop putting words in my mouth, right? Now you People have preconceptions of what I'm going to talk about and they're going to judge me. No, 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 no. no, no. It's, a, it's a little bit of a, it's a goal. It's like, no. It's a, a accomplishment, a personal accomplishment, which I after I tell people what it is, they'll be like, really? <laughs> You're 30 something and this is the first time. Yeah. Okay. I don't cook, right? Like my, my, the extent of my cooking is like instant noodles and like baking a frozen pizza. Mm. Uh, so we recently subscribed to HelloFresh. Mm which is a uh, food delivery service. But they don't deliver pre-made food. It's not like light and easy where they give you the food and you just microwave it. Yeah. This is they deliver fresh food. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether we should be using like some kind of like sponsorship link or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> right? like, hello fresh here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like they deliver uh, like carrots and potatoes and all that kind of stuff mm. that you need to make a meal. And they give you a recipe. Mm. And... Um, all the stuff are like packaged into individual um, paper bags kind mm. of thing. Like you, you order five meals, there's five paper bags with your individual ingredients inside it. Yeah. And then you cook. And normally each meal is about like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you choose, like every week you get to choose which meals you want. Mm. They have a selection, probably like 
I don't know, 10 different meals and you can choose your five or seven or whatever. Yeah. And you can always choose to, you could filter that, that list by uh, meals that are less than 30 minutes if you, you don't have time to cook mm. or only vegetarian stuff or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I cooked the last two weeks. Me dun, and Andrew dun, has dun. cooked <laughs> our dinner every night. Uh, yeah, that's the main, that's the part I want to emphasize every night. She cooked Every night, well, I was for like, the nights and I have to go out, but you know, but oh, I was like, like when she when Serena told me, I was like, What you what? <laughs> yeah, I cooked 10 meals in the last two weeks, yes, yes. Uh, even I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm surprised at how long we've done this now, <laughs> actually, more so. <laughs> that is true. More so. <laughs> Look, um, there are. Th- Look, there are meals where I have to make batter from mm. scratch. This is not just like they didn't give me pre-battered meat to go yeah, and fry, right? Yeah. I had to make the batter from scratch. Um, I had to learn how to make a, a, a gratin, yeah. right? A potato gratin. Like, I'm like, holy crap. Like, this is not a, you know, this is not the main part of the meal. This is only like secondary to like what I'm actually cooking here, but yeah. I'm making multiple things things <laughs> at the same time. So I'm kind of proud of myself. Mm. Uh, I also found that uh, watching TV, mm-hmm. not not even cooking shows, yeah. just watching TV where there are people cooking, cooking actually helps. Like as in like I have retained certain knowledge from watching TV that I didn't realize I had. Like mm. how to hold a goddamn knife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because uh, let, let's just mention that um, uh, your, <laughs> your fiancé was probably not that great with, with like some of kitchen skills. Well, no, the interesting thing is because he did spend a time living by himself mm. and he did cook a yeah. lot. Um, so I thought that out of the two of us, he would be the better mm. cook or the better chef. Mm. Uh, and that was not the case. <laughs> um, apparently, because some, these recipes are outside both of our experiences. Yeah. Whereas I would like, he would say, okay, um, slice open the chicken fillet mm. like, like into two pieces or something. Mm. And I would know, okay, I got a, I got a kitchen knife. I got a chef's knife, yeah. right? Because... Luckily, my, my kitchen is well stocked. Because, because my, of your parents. My parents are, uh, uh, you know, they cook, so I have a lot of stuff at home. Mm. Uh, so I will know, ah, to slice open this chicken breast, you should use the tip of this knife, mm. right? Like, you don't just slam the <laughs> knife down and chop it. But, but you, don't, you don't chop <laughs> certain things. You, you slice it open. Uh, <laughs> Andrew's knife skills are interesting. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. And I just feel like, wait, did you not? How, what? What? And it's like, I've never done this before. It's like, neither have I. Have you not watched TV? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, you see people, you know, on the TV, you know, they, they hold the knives like this and, you know. And they guillotine kind of thing. You know, there's a sliding moment, motion, kind of like you rock the knife. You know, you don't just chop everything. <laughs> Whack this knife on the board <laughs> with the things in between and hopefully it will chop. Uh, that was, it was actually quite funny on mine since, you know, I, I obviously do a lot of cooking and so... <laughs> <laughs> when I when I hear these stories, I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So everyone would be like, wait, you've never cooked? Yeah, I've never cooked. No. But you have now. You can now I tell people, now, yeah. I have now cooked meals, even though everything was prepared for you, but mostly. Um, uh, well, 
pre- prepared in the sense that they've been collected and yeah. shopped for me. Yeah. So, which is why I also I got Serena to uh, send me the link, and I've tr- I'm going to try it in three week, two weeks time, two weeks time. Mm-hmm. Um, no, three weeks. Yeah, whenever. Um, I'm also going to try it because okay. um, I look as much as I love to cook, I do find sometimes it is hard because um, sometimes I just don't know what I want to eat. No, of course. Like this, so, you, you don't get to choose here. Right? Well, you get to choose, yeah. but there's a limited. But uh, but you know you can choose. Or, okay, I'm going to have this, 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 and everything is there. Like yeah, they'll, they'll give planned. you everything, yeah. right? I don't need to go. Okay, I need. I'm going to buy a bunch of carrots. I'm going to buy a bunch of you know uh, onions. I'm going to buy a bunch of things. And then when you come home, and then you've got like twenty of these things, and you're like, I, I just need... okay for the next month. Yeah, you'll be eating something with like carrots and onions. I know, right? <laughs> like I just I actually just need it like one carrot or like two carrots but because i'm buying from like you know groceries or i need to buy like a whole bag yeah and so sometimes it's just i just wish i can buy like individual portions of stuff um which you can but they're cheaper when you buy in bulk and so half the time you're always like oh but i should just buy the whole thing and then so yeah i'm I'm interested in seeing how well okay like like say some of the things we had to do has parmesan cheese in it Hmm. They gave me a 25 gram block of Parmesan cheese. Yeah. How are you going to buy a 25 block of Parmesan cheese when you go to Coles or something? Yeah. Well, you can buy small blocks of yep. cheese, but then half, even then they're usually still like, you know, way bigger than you really need, right? Yep. Especially if you just, look, we're not the type of people that would have uh, the same type of food every week. Yeah. And so we always have something different. And so like, I might not use Parmesan uh well, once I might use Parmesan once tonight, and then I probably won't use Parmesan for like you know four months. Yeah, and and fine, they can stay in the fridge. But then at some point, you're going to have to look at your fridge and say, I have this stuff, and now I need to figure out what I'm going to cook. With exactly, it. I need to figure out what I need to do with it. So in that respect, I am interested in seeing how this changes. Yeah. Um, how I cook. Um, I don't think I'm going to use it a lot. Yeah. Because no, <laughs> I do like. Cooking. Cooking. I do like to make my own recipes. And sometimes this this will kind of like, you know, you know, put you on this. Uh, they decide they everything. They decide everything. So you yeah. don't get to you just follow recipes. No. Um, but it's the saying that sometimes I think it'd be nice, especially when I'm really busy and I don't have time to kind yeah. of like figure out what I want. Yeah. That might be good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's what we've been doing. Well, that's what you've been doing. Yeah. I haven't been doing much. I'd, I'd like to see how you go with that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> next, in the next episode, we will, I will uh, give my report on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go to our topic for this week. Mm-hmm. So our topic this week is a novella mm-hmm. uh, called Binti. Yes. Uh, I don't know how to um, pronounce <laughs> the author's name. So. Uh yeah, we'll just put it on the, yeah. the link page. <laughs> it's Neddy, I think it is. Yeah. Okorafo? I don't know. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we, we, we apologize profusely we pronounced it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the best we're going to have. <laughs> so, uh, very quick overview. It's a sci-fi. It's about a girl. Uh, uh, Binti. Uh, 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 yeah, from what seems like an African descent mm. um, and she gets invited to go to a university um, in space somewhere mm. in a different planetary system and it's about her travels there. Right? Yep. Like Things happen while she's traveling there and she has to figure out 
how to survive. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think I should start off by saying I don't read a lot of novellas. Hmm. So this is a format that's kind of... Um, it's still a bit new to us. Yeah. Um, so some of the... Like overall, I could say I kind of like the story. Mm. Um, there are some things that I can, I am going to complain about. Mm. You know, there's nothing ever in the world that you love enough that you can't complain about. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I have to say in advance that some of these things might not be fair because I am complaining about things that you can't do in a novella. Yeah. Because she can't. There's a lot of questions that she raised in this book yeah. that doesn't get answered. Yeah. And. That's because this is a novella. Yeah, it, it looked like the the length of this book was what less than a hundred pages. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> There's a limited how much she could write, but I think what I will uh, complain about here is probably she shouldn't have tried to write this as a novella. novella? That mm. would be my only. Yeah, that would. Be that that would be our main it. takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. this for this story, um, do we want to talk about Oku now? Like that. Uh, we'll, I think we should talk about what we like first, so okay. we have some idea of what the story is, kind of thing, yeah. maybe. Okay. Okay. So, so she does travel uh, the spaceships. Mm. You know, she goes and there's like, um, you see that she because she's from like a rural area, kind mm. of thing, from a tribe of people that are very against um, going to space yeah. or leaving the planet. Mm. That. It's not like they're not technically advanced. You do get a, a sense well, they're, that... They're very technical. They're yeah. very technological. Um, and they have, you know, all the gadgets and stuff. But they also are very... Uh, traditional? Traditional at the same time. They're very ingrained in their religion and culture. And they this believe community, that... Community, yeah. Yeah, they believe that, you know, their people are chosen by God to stay on Earth. Yeah. That, that's, that's what... That, that's a gist that I get from it. That, yeah. you know, they feel that they're chosen... To stay here, and therefore they shouldn't even consider going off into space. Yes, and that was one of the main, like at this, at least at the start, at this the was start. one of the main uh, things about her, right? Mm. Like that she's choosing to leave her family to go to a different planet uh, to attend this university where all these math geniuses are. Yeah, right. She got a uh, scholarship. scholarship there. Yeah. So, so at the start of the book, you have her um, making her way to, what, the station? The yeah. airport, so to speak? Yeah. <laughs> the, the space field or whatever. And you see how everyone's looking at her weird because normally people from her tribe don't... They don't go out. They don't know. go there, right? Like, they don't leave the planet. Why are you here, right? Yeah. And then she says she needs to get onto this ship and mm -hmm. people are like, you know, are you what? lost kind yeah. of thing? <laughs> <laughs> and she nearly gets detained because she's carrying something that they don't recognize. Like there's this stone that she has, which we'll, we'll get we'll back get to, to this stone. We'll get to right? that stone. Like she has this stone that people can't, like they can't scan. Like I could, I can imagine like the security, like going to America and yeah. like the airport security and they're like, what is this? Yeah. And, and she can't explain it either. But uh, she doesn't know she doesn't what it know. is. Yeah, she doesn't know. It's just, it's just a stone. It's just a stone that she's been carrying since she was yeah. a kid. Like she found it on the ground somewhere and, yeah. and she just... Has it? It's yeah. her lucky stone, right? Yeah. Um, and then she goes onto a, uh, onto the ship, and this is where we have our first thing that we like. Mm. Uh, well, that Peter likes. I love. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> to be fair, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> I completely forgot that the ship was alive. <laughs> yeah. So the way the the, the way um, the ship was explained is is actually a, a, an alive being. Like it, it's like this giant. Mm. Uh, 
fish, basically. Yeah. That space, has space fish. fish. <laughs> yeah. That has, you know, um, that has the you know, compartments inside that, you know, can make oxygen so that people can, you know, stay inside and stuff like that. So um, I, I really like the idea of, of, of this. Now that you described it that way, I'm a little bit freaked out. Like, imagine you're swimming around minding your own business and these are not people living on your skin. They're not like mites living on your skin. They've kind of like buried in and Inside they're living you. in your lungs <laughs> and in your gut area and like between your ribs. And you're like, that'd be so uncomfortable. You have people walking around inside you all the time. <laughs> Ugh. Ah. I, I, I really enjoyed it because it reminded me of, of a different book yeah. um, that has a very similar concept um, called Leviathan where they they basically also have spaceships that are alive. Was it spaceships? I thought they were like floating, like blimps. Yeah, floating blimps. Yeah. yeah. And they're floating because they have a lot of gas in gas. them. Gas, yeah. That they, 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 they <laughs> produce themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I like this idea of, you know, nature kind of just being able to deal with... Like, no, no, I like the idea thing. where like you have... A, uh, humanity has managed to... Incorpor- like instead of building metal ships, yeah, let's... incorporate nature in some ways to deal with stuff. But as at well. the same time, I can't help but feel like okay, now you've now you've enslaved every living creature <laughs> to do something for you. Like instead of building a house, let's I don't know hollow out a tree and make my bed in there. Like poor tree, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just... Anyway, uh, I like I like that part. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. uh, and we also learn a little bit more about this the maths course mm. that she's in. Like, she's not just a normal math student. Like, she's a she's a genius. But in this world, maths is just it's not just it's math. not just not mathematics. Mathematics is is special. Like, it, it, I don't even know where to begin. I know, right? It's very hard to describe. It's, it. it's nearly magical, right? Mm. Like, they are they are. Like we're not talking about like addition and subtraction mm. here. That stuff they could, they don't even need to calculate that anymore. <laughs> they're talking about what factorials. Yeah. And I don't know. Like they're they're nearly telepathic in the way that they seem to be communicating with each other in numbers. Like for fun, they seem to be sitting around in a circle, like throwing Three. numbers at yeah. each other. <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's like that. That's the idea of you know pastime. Let let's all throw each other impossible equations to solve, and when we're solving these equations, we go into this like trance-like state. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like wow. Okay, that that that's that's weird, but okay. <laughs> like I mean. While I'm reading that, I couldn't help but feel like, oh my god, this is a ship full of nerds. Like, <laughs> like yeah. even nerdier than my kind of nerd. Like, they've gone way, <laughs> way, way past what I would be comfortable with. Uh, but at the same time, I find it kind of intriguing. Mm. Like, you don't normally have... Or at least I haven't really come across a lot of books that kind of put that together. Like, magic yeah. and maths in a... in a. It's not alchemy, no. right? I, no. It's... It, it, it's I don't know. It's it's very abstract, right? Like like they they she's she's plaited her hair mm. and a mathematical formula to represent her family lineage yep. in a way. And um, I can't even begin to imagine that. Like your ha- is your hair so tangled up that you, I don't understand, <laughs> but it's kind of cool yeah. at the same time. Yeah, right? and I think that's that's the interesting part about this story. Like she uses a lot of. Um, 
uh, things that we do know, but then kind of turns it around into something that I don't understand now. Like, like when you talk about mass, I know what mass is. I know what electrical currents are. But the way she explains it, it just sounds like now it's just this mystical thing and I and really yeah. abstract, but I don't get it. But it's interesting. <laughs> like, and, and it comes back later too, right? Like she manages to use her mathematical mind to get into a trance, which allows her to figure out a way out of the situation. dangerous situation that she's in. And you're like, if you replace all that with like, I think instinct and magic, I'd be able to understand this yeah. more. And I think in a way, that's how I was able to get through this book. Like every single time she starts talking about her using mathematical formulas, yeah. I'm like, okay, she's doing magical stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Like I can't, I can't yeah, it, understand I, I, this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, what else did we like? I I love the world. I like yeah. this world that that yeah. that she's that she's wrote that you know the author wrote. Mm-hmm. It's it's very intriguing. I like how you've got at the same time this really technological advance. You know, people going to mm-hmm. different you know planets to to study, but at the same time, it also has that dichotomy with with you know people still very well. There are still people tribes being very traditional yeah. and being uh in some ways not uh, not accepting that advancement yeah that there are other places out there like at the same time i don't know how that actually works like if if every planet are as in, uh, interconnected as they are mm. how do you as a society say that you're technological because her parents are like you know masters at their craft right yeah. they they're like uh, harmonizers. Yeah, I don't know not what that, that, don't know. <laughs> we don't know what harmonizers are yet either, right? Yeah. But it's not spiritual. It's not just spiritual. No. Right? It feels like they they create like or or repair tech technology yeah. to a way to a, to, a, to, to a degree. But how do you do that and yet still say I'm not going to leave this planet? I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to go and expand my knowledge. Yeah. But somehow I still manage to. Fix Learn. your your engine. Yeah, like uh, I don't know what the latest engine engine stuff is, ah. but I <laughs> I fix your engine. I, I I don't understand, but well, that's why that's why it's it, 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 that's why it intrigues me. Like yeah. I find this kind of like um, break in the world like interesting. Yep. Um, but in saying that, I don't know. Like I I just I, I like that idea of of things not always working like and that's but that's true even nowadays like you know we still have you know religions that's very against you know advancements in in yeah yeah sure science and and we still have people that wholeheartedly believe in you know science is the devil and flat earthers yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know it doesn't stop people from believing that right no but it's just an interesting I mean, it's interesting to see that reflected in a novel, I think. Mm. But yeah. Um, I, there, there are a few more things that I, I like about this book. Um, and this is coming back later on in the book, like much later on in the story, um, that in the end, she she doesn't... She's not unscathed by the things that happened to her. Mm. Um, in the end, she does establish... Uh, friendship with mm. the alien race that attacked her ship mm. and they she earns their respect mm. she becomes she she becomes accepted mm. she's more accepted 
by 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 Medusa, which is like the alien race here, mm. then by the Kush, which is the human race, but yeah. the um they don't say it in the book, but I think like the white people, the, yeah. right? <laughs> she's African and the white, yeah. like like the the Kush, like look at her and they don't understand why she's here. They seem to she seems out of, sp- out place, of place, right? Yeah. Whereas this alien race, which is like floating jellyfish, yep. <laughs> seem to accept her more and they leave their mark on her. They change her so that she can communicate with them mm. by making her hair because the way that they communicate is by vibrating the jellyfish tentacles, tentacles right yeah. so she doesn't have jellyfish tentacles but she has <laughs> these really, really thick plaits of hair mm. so they at by the end of the book her hair changes into these thick um blue plaits mm. like tentacles yeah and i i like that imagery i thought that was kind of cool um and uh of course, that leads on to some of the things I don't really like because she's so special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I think, um, yeah, we'll, we'll now get to the part what, about what we don't like about yeah, the book. Yeah. And unfortunately, there is a lot of things that we don't like about it um, in, in some respects. Partly because of um, how the, of the uh, medium this was written in. Yeah. As we said, this would work a lot better if it was an actual novel. Yep. As a novella, it really doesn't work for me hmm. <laughs> because a novella is very short. Yes. Okay. You only have a hundred pages. Yep. To go to 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 go through, mm. uh, and they're not even like they don't even feel like full size pages as well. Like you know, when I was reading, it, it feels oh, like okay. they're really sh- small pages. Okay. Uh, so I listen to an audiobook. I um, don't know. And so. When you have a very limited number of words, uh, there's not a lot of things you can describe in detail. And so she doesn't, mm. you know. She skips through a lot of things. Like, you know... Uh, oh, we should probably mention that this book won, like, the Hugo Awards and the... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it, it, it's, yeah it's, it's very, very, very well written. Yeah. But um, this book... And, and so, you know, like, they skip through a lot of things, you know. Like, oh, she goes on the ship and then she meets these people and they become friends and they become great friends. They, they, they don't expand on how they became friends or, you know, what they do together. Well, it was interesting, like, at the start, you say, you show how, you know, the Kush was kind of, like, suspicious of her. They don't understand why she's here. Yeah. And then she gets onto the ship and, like, you know, people have to get used to her. Mm. But that gets resolved really quickly. Yeah. Like, they don't have time. Yeah. You know, she just becomes friends and she gets herself into a, a, a routine yeah. and, and everything. She has a niche of friends. Yeah. She's, she has even has a crush, yeah. you know, and all that's kind of goes through really quickly. That, probably that happens like, like one page. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, um, but it's kind of interesting because the part before about her getting to the plane and all that stuff mm. took a while. Yeah. Right? So this all happened really quickly and you're like, uh, that was, I thought that was going to be a main part of this story, mm. right? Her getting accepted yeah. by these people. But nah. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't have time yeah. because it's a novella. <laughs> well, no, because the main part of the story is that their ship get attacked yeah. by these alien people. Yeah. Right? And all these friends that she made and the crush that she had, they all die. Yeah. Within, Everyone like, gets killed. Yeah, literally in, in like within a know, paragraph. A paragraph. They all die. They don't have any any major death scenes or whatever. Not they're just like, oh, and suddenly he dies. And yeah. then they all died. Yeah. Okay. Everyone gets stabbed, slabbed, uh, no, no, stabbed and sliced. Yeah. And suddenly the whole ship is infiltrated by these floating jellyfish. jellyfish. The Medusa. Yeah. <laughs> and she survives because somehow her magical stone protects her. Like mm. anything that tried to touch her, like no, any of the Medusa that tried to touch her instantly withers and dies. Withers and dies. Yeah. 
And uh, but she doesn't know why. No. <laughs> and uh, she she immediately well she gets herself out of this this kill zone because mm. everyone avoids her now because they realize oh if you touch her you die so everyone moves out of her way she goes back to her room shuts the door mm. um oh yeah here's the moment where her mathematical brain like worked, worked. <laughs> yeah. somehow um and this is where i i i swapped it for instinct yeah right like common sense yeah. oh you're gonna leave this room and you're gonna uh, barricade yourself in your room yeah. of course you take all your food and water and stuff with you yeah but i don't know why that would be the place that she decides to hold herself up because there's no bathroom like i thought everyone's room should have bathrooms but apparently she doesn't yeah. so she's i don't want to go yeah. there right? <laughs> so she <laughs> she she fortifies herself in her room mm. um and then her magical tingly self leaves her mm. and then she breaks down and cry yeah right um and then the rest of the book kind of shows her kind of trying to get around these people no like establish a connection yeah to find out why they're there yeah. right why did these people kill everyone on the ship mm. at the same time they're trying to find out why she manages to kill them all yeah this is where things get kind of conv- convoluted Convolutive. and like a lot of stuff is happening she finds out that her magical stone is magical she doesn't know why. Yeah. She does like meditative stuff on it and notices that there's a button inside the stone mm. and her hand kind of like go through the stone and press the button. I got a little uh, bit I, Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that why. Um, but th- that's the thing though. Like you think this is, you know, supposedly she has this stone for a while now. Yes. You'd think that you would have tried everything on it by now. But it was only only until now. Well, that... it's not even just a stone, right? It was supposed to be an artifact, so yeah. you know it was some kind of special technology or yeah. something. But you're just going to carry it around and don't care about it. And don't care about yeah. it until right now, when everything seems to go to shit. Suddenly, you're like, "Oh, look, what can I can do with it? Oh, look, this mysterious artifact just happens to be the one thing that can kill Medusa. Yay, special!" <laughs> so let's. Well, I guess that makes sense in a way. Like, if that's the thing that's saving you, that is the thing you're going to focus on and see what else it could do. Mm. But I just find it interesting that this trance-like thing that she's in, it's not the first time, right? Mm. They mentioned that she needs to be in this trance-like thing to absorb the information that her father teaches her. Yeah. You think that during this time, while she's has this magical stone in her pocket all the time, you would reckon it would have activated yeah. at some point? Like, yeah. she's had this for many, many exactly. years, right? But no. Only now does she figure out its use and how yeah. to use it. It's just So I like, I mean I mean okay convenient. Like, <laughs> before we go into the the plot device of this of this stone, one of the things that we're saying that is problematic with this book being a novella mm. is that there's a lot of things that they bring up. Mm. Like there's a lot of things that they they um introduce, introduce to us, right? Yep. Um they this is not like a normal sci fi or a normal Fantasy, uh, fantasy book. book where you're using established math uh, magical systems yeah. that you've seen in other books yeah. this is not a book that uses the normal kind of spaceship mm. ideas from yeah. other things um you're introducing a lot of new yeah. new concepts she, she's right? developed a lot of new things yes. that she wants to which tell is you. really cool like yeah. i really really like the idea that you're floating te- tentacle <laughs> alien things right um who has this killing stinger. stinger that they don't want to actually use they're, yeah. they're actually supposed to be very peaceful yeah. like killing things hurt them yeah. in a way right and they kind of mention that but they don't really delve into it mm. and then they mention like maths and magic and the thing called current, current. but again they don't they, they don't really explain it. Because um, there's no time. If they have no, words to do it. <laughs> no, they, they also mention about how the Kush and Medusa have this like ongoing conflict and, and war and stuff. But again, they don't 
delve into it. Mm. And then there's the ojise, the stuff that she puts onto her skin, yep. um, which and she mentions constantly. constantly. <laughs> um, but they don't really... Well, actually, this is one of the things that you do kind of find out a lot yeah, about yeah. in the book, right? But I don't really care. Yeah. Like, are there so many other things that you should be talking about? But you're you're talking about like skincare products. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> like. And then there's like the Umza University, which you don't really find out too much about until you get there, and then you realize there's actually a lot of different. Um, alien races are all there. Mm. It's not just a human-based thing, yeah. which I actually thought when starting. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was another um, human civilization. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. um, and then there's, like, the, they talk about the uh, racial bias mm. of her race. Like, everyone looks at her and they're like, oh, why are you in this? Why are you coming to this university? Aren't you supposed to be in your village? Yeah. You know? um, and there's even, like, the growing friendship between uh, Oku, which is one of the Medusa, mm. and Binti. Like, there's like a big Stockholm syndrome thing happening there, but there's all these things happening. There's so many information that that she wants to throw at us, and because she doesn't have time to explain them, she just throws them at us. Yeah, like they're just um, just words that just gets thrown to you, and you're like, okay, I just need to accept accept it, it and continue because you're not going to explain it. No, because you don't have time to explain it. So. No. I'm just going to have to go with it. Which is why I have to replace every single time she talks about like her 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 trance math thing. I have to think, okay, she's doing a magical... Like I have to replace them with things that I kind of understand because yeah. she's not giving me the information I yeah. need. We're, we're the type of people that really wants to visualize something when I'm reading it. And mm. we can only visualize it if I have enough, enough information to kind of visualize the, in my head. Because she doesn't use a... Uh, the standard or established, uh, you know, tropes. tropes. Um, I have to, I have to, you know, visualize with what she's given me. But she doesn't give me a lot, so no. I, so we, I'm painting this blank picture, and I'm like, I don't have a picture in my head now. Like it's just there, <laughs> and so that was the one big thing that we both had, um, which is why we say it doesn't really work for a novella because being being a story that has so many new concepts, you need to explain those concepts to us. Mm. You need to explain the concepts to the readers so that people can, can you know, uh, empathize with the characters, can understand your world, can see what the world you're building. Like, I would really want to read this book in novella form. No, 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 in no. A novel, novel form. form, like yeah. a full length novel, yeah. right? Like, give me, give me, you know, the full chapters between, you know, you know how she managed to get make friends how she yeah, make resolves. me feel something when her when her crush dies, dies. Yeah. because none of that made like because i only met them like a page ago yeah and then they, and then died they die page. a page later <laughs> and you're like okay okay i guess they're red shirts <laughs> and that's the, and that's the problem because um the book throws so many concepts at you but there's not a lot of characters no, and it's, and like the only character that she really interacts with in the whole book or in the whole novella is with Oku, which yes. is the other Medusa. Um, you don't get to see her interact with any other uh, humans. No, okay, and because of that, I find that there's a very strong lack of uh, empathy for her. No, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. feel anything for Binti. I don't feel her plight. I don't feel her struggle, like. The only time when I kind of felt something was at the start when she was explaining how she was leaving her family. 
Oh, okay. I okay. didn't feel anything for that actually. Like, but because, well, because that's the that's the, that's the most she actually talked about yep. her family, right? Yep. Like, that's the only thing that. But anything else else later was just like oh, I don't know. Like you. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting that you say that because I felt nothing when when she was leaving her family. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, come on, let's just get the story going. Okay, I understand you're going to leave your family and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just go because you've made that decision already, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Let's just go. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually felt more when she was locked up in her room because of the fact that she didn't have a bathroom. Like, mm. So she had to pee in a bottle. Yeah. And the fact that when she was eating, because she was holding onto that magical stone that somehow locked her arms together, mm. she didn't have her hands to eat with. So she was eating with her, like, you know... Forearms. Forearms <laughs> and stuff like that. So I found that, like, you know, in that sense, you're like, oh, as an author, you really didn't put her in a good situation. Like, you really kind of like... <laughs> Screwed over. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I, was, I kind of appreciated that bit. Mm. Um, what I kind of didn't appreciate was like, because this is a novella, I expected her to focus on something smaller mm. like a smaller situation and really kind of like deep dive into it mm. like if this story started off with her already on the ship yeah talking to her friends yeah. that she has established like you, you you have a small like flashback or whatever talking about oh these are the friends that she made while she's on the ship and she's on her way to this university mm. and you cut out the stuff beforehand yeah cut out the the racial bias or mm. whatever and then you have the aliens come in and attack her and mm. then she has to try and the whole book is focused on the time that she's on the ship and yep. they make it to the university you cut out the start and the end mm. i feel like that's a more concise mm-hmm. story yep. but because you have the start where she's on earth you have the middle part where she's on the ship um where the aliens are the bad guys yep. and then slowly become her friends mm. And then at the end, when she's on the university and she's become the ambassador and she's trying to fight for their rights, mm. it becomes like, what is this book? There's so many things going on in this book. Yeah. So like, it, that's the thing. What is this book about? What is it really about? Like, I can't say. No. Like, and like whereas if I was normally, not that I've read a lot of novellas, but like, you would think that a novella should have a very concise plot point. Yeah. That, and that should be very simple succinct you can actually say in one sentence that's the plot yeah that's the thing that was yep. that's the most important part about this novella yep. you can't really say about this because there's so many things happening and you're just kind of like i don't know which part is supposed to be the main part of the story yeah. like <laughs> i think in a way this you could if we were reading this book as like this is the intro right yeah yeah let me throw everything at you to try and like grab your attention mm. and then you could read other books and it will expand more upon it mm. Then that would that that kind of works. Except mm. then I looked at the following two books, and the second book is 169 pages, mm-hmm. and the book after that is 200 pages. And I, also quite short. I'm like, have you managed? I don't know. I wonder whether she actually expands on any of these concepts. Yeah, like I don't know how, how much room you have, mm. um, because they also mention. Like the reason why this is happening, right? Mm. The reason why there's this attack on their ship is because there's a conflict between the Medusa and the Kush. Mm. At least that's what she believed at mm. the start, right? There's an ongoing conflict, but it's so long ago that um, no one even understands how it started. Mm. Well, at least that's the feeling that I got. Mm. But then you find out halfway through that the reason why they attacked her ship is because the humans have stolen one of their chieftain's stinger. stinger. And I'm like, 
So is that a recent event? Yeah. Is that why you're getting the stinger now? Or, but I thought you said the conflict was from a long time ago. Mm. If they got their stinger ages ago, why have you not tried to get, get it back. now? Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is when they land on the universe, at the university, which is where the stinger is housed, mm. the people there don't seem to realize that they have the stinger in well, their possession or, kind of thing. Or they don't realize that it was such an important, important thing, thing yeah. that, oh, that's why you guys are fighting, fighting us? us. Like, it, it just seems... Really? That you didn't? <laughs> it never crossed your mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like they seem kind of like surprised that they're being attacked in a way. Like, why are you? Why are you? Like, not attacked, but that the because the whole point is that Binti managed to convince them that oh, you shouldn't go to the university on a killing spree to kill all these people to go and get your stinger back. Let me be your communicator mm. because that was one of the big big problems, right? That yeah. the fact that. They can't uh, communicate with the, each the other. The Medusa cannot speak to other people. Mm. And she was able to because of her special artifact, right? Mm. And uh, she goes and becomes their interpreter mm. and tells them, you got our stinger and we want it back. Yeah. And the people at the university are like, oh, oh okay. Is that why you're here? Like, <laughs> I don't even know why we're like attacking each other. Are we at a war? I didn't know that. Like, it just, it felt like... The, the, the conflict was very one-sided. Yeah. One side wanted to kill the other side, and the other side is like, what? what? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, right? Uh, so, I mean, these are all like the things that this, the, because it's a novella, it doesn't expand on. Mm. So we have a lot more to complain about because it's like, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether that's fair or not, right? Like, yes, mm. no, yeah, right? Like, could we really be... <laughs> We went into it knowing it's a novella. Yeah. Yes, we did. Um, but it's... Which is why at, this, at the end of the day, we always say, so this shouldn't really be a novella. This should, this, be, a this should be a novel. novel. Um, but there is one thing I could mention mm. that no matter whether this is a novella or a novel, I have major, major issues with. Mm. Okay? This is a book on Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> okay? She's on the ship surrounded by her friends. Um, they all get killed. And they all get killed. Like, brutally, right? Mm. Stabbed, died, stabbed, die, stabbed, die. Okay? Mm. Um, and the people who took over the ship are these floating oct- uh, no, octopus, uh, tent- uh, jellyfish. And they try to kill her. The only reason why they didn't kill her was because she has this magical gem-like thing that protected her. Mm. And she learns, oh, the killing was justified because they want their stinger back yeah that had a purpose mm. it wasn't just mindless killing it was for purpose yes and the guy that's been trying to break down my door he's actually a teenage alien mm. and he's scared too mm. um oh by the way can i just mention yeah. that this is the one part that it was very interesting serena oh yeah read that oku was a guy yes i read it as oku was a girl yeah in the book, it never actually specifies what gender no. it is. It always says like it yes. or you. Yes. So we still don't know what gender it is no. or whether they have genders or not. But no. it's just very interesting that Serena automatically assumes that it was a guy. And I, and no, I no, read no. it as, as, a, as a female. It wasn't automatic. We, have, we, we found the passage, yeah, yeah, yeah. which for me kind of... Because Binti mentioned that one of the other Medusa mm, sounded... sounded more female, female than the others. Mm. And therefore, for me, all, all the, the others, others became male, male yeah. right? Just, just by that kind yeah. of, that thing was what 
kind of like okay oh who's the guy mm. right but i never noticed yeah she always said it was in it yeah so yeah so she she goes from hating them mm. to understanding to them. understanding them and um then becoming the advocate and helping them get their stinger back so that they won't because originally i thought that she only offered to become their uh communicator or translator because she was trying to stay alive yeah but very quickly she kind of like you don't Embra- even know she like she went from you doing it as a self-preservation to kind of embracing it really quickly yeah it, it whole like within like you know two pages it was like okay now i'm gonna help you and you know let me talk for you guys and suddenly she's now friends with oku as well who was you know just you know a few weeks ago was trying to kill you and Anne has killed all your friends. Yeah, Anne has killed all your friends. Oh, she's forgiven. Like, they, none of the friends get mentioned. No. Like, the moment they step onto the university, it's like, no one actually mentioned the fact that there's like 200 students. Dead. That doesn't get to go to the university anymore. Like, they are all dead. Yeah. You Murdered. have to write, write letters back to their family saying, oh, I'm so sorry. All your kids are dead. And the person, like, the race that's res- in, uh, responsible. responsible have now been accepted into our university. Um, yeah, sure. One of them has now become a student. Yeah, like I mean, I understand you shouldn't like you know you know death begets death begets get death right. There's no point in kind of like starting a war about it. But I just feel it's kind of weird. Like okay, but also it kind of like coincides with the moment when she gets uh, when she changes her mind is when the chieftain turns her half into a half Medusa mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. that's when her hair becomes jelly like jelly like. And I'm like, is that is there some brainwashing thing going on here <laughs> that we haven't mentioned like it's not just a normal friendship either right no like at the end of the book she's kind of like concerned because now that he's at this university and has other friends yeah. so to speak she's concerned that like her usefulness to him is gone mm. like because of or the her. og set yeah, or, <sighs> like the og set that she has that this this cream like substance that she spreads across her whole skin because mm. um in where she lives, the sun is so strong it will crack her skin if she's if it's not protected. So she's constantly covered in like this orange clay, clay, right? Mm. And you find out tr- throughout the book that this orange clay actually um, has healing properties for, for the, the Medus. Medus. Yeah, only for the Medus, though. <laughs> yeah. So the idea was, uh, you know, the, one of the reasons why Oku became her guardian mm. was because she had a way to heal some of the damage that she did to him mm. right and so at the end of the book she's like oh i don't know whether i could i'm, I'm out i ran out of all my what you say and yeah. i have to make more but i'm on a foreign planet an alien planet and i don't know where i got all the ingredients mm. i need to go and collect all these in- by the way she's she spent an entire chapter on this bit yeah, and I'm like, you could have spent this chapter on anything else yeah. but instead you spend this whole chapter talking about her um Self, finding clay self-doubt and like in in insecurity in, insecurity while she's collecting these ingredients to try and remake this or yeah. because so that she could give it to oku, oku? because so that he could remain your friend yeah, yeah and then you find out oh this ojise works yeah so now we can continue being friends and i'm like <laughs> okay there's something wrong with this relationship <laughs> it's like that's not balanced <laughs> no but i did he mention that he didn't really care yeah yeah right but yeah. It's, there was still like like he said and he was like oh no it, like even if it didn't work you're, you're still my friend now yeah like it, <laughs> i'm like 
she's supposed to be this really strong character at the start that she's like leaving her friends and family to go to this foreign planet so that she could go to attend this university. And somehow along the way, she becomes like really dependent on this alien friend who killed ever- all her other friends. <laughs> like, <I'm- laughs> oh, um, yeah. yeah. But then you did, you did found something else, right? You found something else that was like, like the, the, the special snowflake of, Binti, the Binti special snowflake, how everything is so, so special. <laughs> like, as a plot device, she's the one, and uh, she's the chosen one. Like, <laughs> Look, uh, I think sometimes it's, sometimes it's hard when you have these stories where you've got a main character. You're always, you've, the story's going to revolve around her, right? But yeah. the problem is everything seems to be so special about her. And coincidental. And coincidental, like her stone was... You know, useless before, but suddenly now it's really useful, and that's going to say, you know, and, and and specifically to these Medus. Yeah, to these Medus, right? like nothing else, but like just. this whole universe doesn't just have humans and Medus. There's mm. like a lot of different races, as we find out mm. when they get to the university. But somehow, this special stone that she has, yeah, that she just randomly picked up, but yeah. you know, <laughs> she ma- it manages to kill Medus, mm. but at the same time allows her to communicate with them. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Then she finds out that the um, the meditative state that her father taught her mm. allows her to communicate with this special, special stone mm. so that she could press this special, special button inside the stone <laughs> so that she could communicate with these Medus. <laughs> and then she finds out that the Ojise that she covers her skin with yeah. somehow manages to Miraculously heal Miraculously, is the a healing. It doesn't heal humans. No. No. But he heals the Medusa because somehow <laughs> it's so special, special, special <laughs> skincare product. <laughs> um, and it just so happened that she's on the ship that the Medusa decides to attack. It's just all these coincidences that, yeah. like, you know, if you had one or two, I'd be kind of fine with. Yeah, but there's but a lot. All of these things, it's like all had to happen at the same time, and at the one person, like, it just, it's like. Really, you are just so special. <laughs> but at least they never said that she was the chosen one. That is true. Somehow I kind of feel like if they actually said that it was the chosen it would probably just make more sense. I probably would have accepted that, actually. Yeah. You know, because then like, I'd be like... She's fated, yeah. right? Like, there's some kind of like... That's okay. Like, you know, okay, that, that it, things were supposed to happen. Oh, fine, I'll, I'll deal with it. Yeah. But they don't. No, no, like, if, if she was sneaking out of her village and then, like, the village sage said, oh, yes, you, you. Oh, this this adventure is going to allow you to bridge two races. Yeah. We'll allow, you know, we've seen it in the yes. stars. <laughs> then, <laughs> okay, you know, she is special. Uh, I can accept that. But, you know, now it's just like, no, now it's just everything just serendip- serendip- uh, serendipity. Know, yeah, just happens to happen in the way that it did. It's like, yes. really, really? Anyway. But we did enjoy it. Oh, look, we did enjoy it. Like, it was... It, the other thing is, because it is really short, you yeah. know, you can't get through it really quickly. Yeah. I am interested in the book. I yeah. am interested in the world. I kind of want to read. But at the same time, I'm afraid that the next It'll be book, the same kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have the same issues because it's yeah. just never going to explain enough. Yeah. And I think that's the problem I have. If I know that it was a novel, yep. I'll probably be much more inclined to read it. Yep. But... And now, now that I know that the next two are also kind of novellas, it's like, uh, are you really going to be able to give me something to kind of want to read? I don't yeah. 
So yeah, that, but that's... I, I do want to know what she could do with her hair. <laughs> The hair. <laughs> the hair that's now tentacly. Like, <laughs> I, I want to see what happens. I do. But I'm just afraid that she's not going to tell me what's going to happen. Right? It's just going to be more about her putting the skincare stuff on her. Like, I just. <laughs> it's like, I don't care about the Ojise. I don't care about it. Dude. Just, just tell me more about the magical math stuff that happens when she, <laughs> like, you know, just other stuff. Tell me more. <laughs> I want to know more. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think it's worth reading. It doesn't take much time. It's two hours. Yeah. Uh, like, go buy an audiobook. Yeah. Um, I, 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 as I said, I really enjoyed this, this I, setting. I, like, it's, it's strange. Mm. Like, it's, it's new and fresh. Yeah. 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 I, I think I really enjoy the format of, of a novella mm. in, 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 the, in certain ways. Yeah. Um, but I would say people who want to write novellas or who, who or if I was reading a novella, I would highly suggest that, you know, people use established um, tropes. tropes just to save yourself from uh, this problem of having not enough time to explain things, but you still want to put it in. Well, I don't know. Actually, I got the, I got the opposite feeling, right? I don't think I can read novellas mm. because if novellas are always going to be like, I'm going to give you a taste of this world mm. and you're going to read a full novel to get anything. Else. Then I might as well read the full novel. Mm. This is like the trailer. Like, <laughs> you know, before the main book comes out, if you want to read a teaser, here's mm. the teaser. I'm like, well, I want to read the main book. Yeah. Right. Why waste my time on the, on the teaser? I want to read the main yeah. book. So I don't know. Like if they have a smaller scene, like if it's a smaller story, then mm. probably. Yeah. But if it's a big story, I, I just want to go straight yeah. into a novel. Well, yeah, I think novella really needs to have a focused story. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this one really didn't. It had too big of a story to yeah. tell. Yeah. And it didn't work as a novella. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's our opinion of uh, Binti. Yep. Uh, so what are we going to do next, Serena? Okay. Well, what is our next topic? Our next topic is going to be... a. Uh, fairly new Netflix TV series called uh, Mr. Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, I don't know why it's called Mr. Sunshine because <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the storyline yeah. um, unless there's some historical thing that I just don't know about mm. because this is a story that's based in um, Korea in the early 1900s when uh, apparently Japan and America and Germany and stuff are all kind of like taking pieces mm. From 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 Korea, like Korea was kind of like weakening in its political powers and, uh, you know, its military strengths are really low and all the uh, politicians within Korea itself was like busy selling out the country. <laughs> like, you know, oh, you know, I know I know how you can win against their military strength here. You know, just just selling them to Japan, selling it to, to selling them out. Right. Mm. And uh, it seems like a very kind of like dull and kind of like dour kind of dreary, dreary world. world um but at the same time uh well it does seem sound dreary because the main character he was a slave boy in korea who mm. managed to escape to america becomes a u.s marine captain kind of thing mm. comes back to um, uh korea and kind of like there's like a revenge story going mm. on because like oh my parents were beaten to death by these lords and i'm gonna you know, revenge, you know, avenge them, mm. right? Um, but then he meets uh, a noble lady, you know, mm. the kind of people who he thought he'll hate, right? Mm. Like noble class, right? Yeah. He meets a noble lady and um, 
you find out that she's like a, a freedom fighter. Like she, <laughs> she's one of those people who wants to fight for Korea, right? Yeah. She, she doesn't want to see the country being torn apart or being um, sold off to all these other countries. Mm. So by night, she runs around in men's clothes with a gun and she, she works for like the, uh, like the righteous rebel army mm. kind of thing, right? And she goes and assassinates foreign people who are working against like her government. Yeah. And... Uh, he was doing an assassination of a traitor for her, his own country and mm -hmm. they kind of like meet mm -hmm. on their mission because they were both going to kill the same person. Right. <laughs> and like, even though their faces were covered, they kind of recognize each other. Yeah. And then he realized that she's a noble woman and she realized that even though he looks like a Korean guy, mm. he's actually an American citizen. So yeah. he's actually like an enemy. Yeah. But they have like this kind of like romantic thing going on <laughs> because they kind of like feel this attraction. Mm. And... And then you see that that their their history, like mm. their like her family and stuff, like is linked to his family, like this. There's some linkage, I guess. Linkage, yeah. right? And there are other people in this story. Like it's it's an ensemble uh, cast. cast because you have. Uh, I I don't know a lot of Korean history, mm. but apparently at this time there was a lot of Korean people who actually went to Japan and have to pretend to be Japanese mm. because apparently Japan didn't like Korean people, and mm. Korean people don't like Japanese, mm. like they just don't yeah. so when you go to japan and people find out that you're actually a korean person they will bully you and stuff okay. like that but at the same time apparently in korea there's like a very strong case system as well mm. apparently if you're a butcher mm. that is considered like lower beef like they're the lowest case mm. right um you, you're going to get kicked around all the time you're even lower than a slave mm. and people think you're dirty and all that stuff and if you're born into a butcher's family mm. you're going to become a butcher because no one would hire you for anything mm. so like one of these kids escaped to japan mm. and become like a japanese mafia like he's, yeah. a, he's a ronin kind of like thing and he comes back and he's like japanese mafia and he's taken over like the underworld in korea right mm. And he's in love with the main girl as well, but she hates him because he kills people like and, and stuff like that. And then she actually has a fiance who's also of the noble caste and went to Japan and was like, he was just a lazy, rich guy who, who, who whores all day and stuff. And he wasn't planning on coming back to mm. get married. He was thinking that she was just like um, an ugly duckling kind yeah. of thing. He comes back and he's in love with her because she's like, oh, you're so pretty, right? So like there's these three guys who's in love with this one girl. And then these three guys meet and they don't, really realize what their relationship to each other were and so they have this like this weird interaction where you have this it's just hard to explain we're gonna have to talk about this whether watch it because i'm like really she's really into it at the moment she's been like yapping on about it constantly <laughs> yes you have serena <laughs> yes you have <laughs> well, you see this is one of those series that um only have two episodes a week mm. so like I need my fix, and if I can't watch this show, I'm just have to talk about it. So I'm trying to get Peter to watch it so he could talk to me about this show. And he's like, "I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy." <laughs> I am. <laughs> so, but I have now. We're gonna make this official. Yeah. So this I have, I've, you know, sillily I've uh, agreed to Serena that I'm gonna, you know, do Mr. Sunshine for our next episode. But to be fair. We're going to do something a bit more interesting this time, um, because by the time we do the next episode, we won't the the series hasn't been finished yet. Mm. Uh, it will be up to what episode eighteen or something. Yeah, there's going to be twenty episodes. Yeah, and we'll be on episode eighteen. Yeah, so we'll be two episodes from the ending. Yeah, and because of that, our show would be would also have an extra section where we 
talk about what we think the ending would be. Yeah, we'll be we'll give you we'll give our thoughts on what I think will happen in the end, and uh, and, and then, then we could be pro proven. Yeah, <laughs> and then the the following episode we'll have a slight recap of uh, how, how wrong we were, <laughs> or how right. You never know; we mm. could be right on things. Hey, like, hey, this could this could possibly this could be like the Korean Odyssey as well, right? <laughs> Started off good, and then the ending would be like, oh you know, God. we want to flip a table or something. <laughs> Let's hope Don't not, because I because I really enjoy it. <laughs> we really enjoy the Korean Odyssey at the start as well. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's what we're gonna do. So we're gonna do Mr. Sunshine. Um, we're gonna do a review of the first eighteen episodes, and then we're gonna give our thoughts on what the finale is going to be. Yes. And we'll love to see what will happen. Yes. Uh, I think that is all for this week. Mm-hmm. Unless we have anything else. No, this is going to be a relative... As I said, this is a relatively short episode in the sense that I don't think I need to cut out much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's only a little bit over an hour. Mm. Uh, and the reason why it is, because we're looking forward to playing a board game. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> okay, so let's start closing. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, what's our closing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, you can find our show notes at uh, triggerpoint.com forward slash 23. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at triggerpointfm or you can email us at triggerpointfm at gmail.com. Um, anyway... Uh, We will see you next month. See you next month. Mm. Bye. Bye.